Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bad in Chicago. My name is Joey Christopoulos. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA, it's heading towards the playoffs. College basketball, March Madness, it is here right now. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest right at BetOnline. It is the spot for all your bracketology needs. So head to the website on your mobile device, BetOnline.ag, and sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Believe in Betting Chicago with Joy Christopoulos. Look, March Madness, it is right on our doorstep, so this is the perfect time to unveil our newest series, Bracketology. Today's category, athletes turned actors in movies. We've got eight strong seeds lined up tournament style, and today we will crown a champion. Creator, resident guest, Hoops Honcho, and referee for today's events is Mr. Mike Choi. Tell us how we're going to play, Mike. Hey, Joey. Um, so we've all had these arguments, right? Which superpower would you most want? Who's on your hall pass card? Or something as simple as, what's your favorite pizza topping? So I thought it would be interesting to frame these debates within a bracket-style competition, a la March Madness, to see if we can come up with a definitive winner. And while we're dedicating this premiere to a sports-related topic, the beauty of this format is that it can be applied to any topic we want. So we've invited two guests to help us decide today's champion. This is going to be really fun. Anything else you want to tell us about the format or gameplay before we get started, Mike? Yeah, sure. So in case anyone was wondering how we determined our bracket and seating, each of us ranked a master list of candidates, which were then tabulated together. The top eight scores made it into the bracket, and we seated each competitor based on their overall score. Now, there were some snubs, as is always the case with any nomination process. So maybe we can discuss that if time allows. But in terms of the bracket itself, each of us will have a chance to debate each matchup, and then we'll vote to see who advances. Now, if that vote ends up in a tie, we have some pretty fun, impossibly not very fair tiebreakers in store. But hey, when is life ever fair? And then we'll just keep repeating the process until we eventually crown a champion. So without further ado, I think it's time we introduce the very first episode of Bracketology. Coming up, our first guest on the pod today. You know him as the resident Hoops Honcho, but today he's the Southern Illinois Saluki. It's Aaron Hagel. What's up, Hague? <laughs> Hey, what's up, Joey? What's up, Joey? How you guys doing? Thanks for having me today. I'm uh, excited to uh, say a bunch of nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like March Madness to me, baby. It sounds like we're all going to lose our minds on this one. And our next guest panelist today, you might know him from previous pods, is the Cubs consigliere, but he's representing the Memphis Tigers today in this be beautiful Cinderella dance. It's Sean Graves. Hello, Sean. How's it going, boys? It's so great to be talking brackets again. We didn't get the brackets last year. The madness is back. So excited! <laughs> I'm with you, man. Let's crown a champion today. Let's let's crown them. Let's crown their ass. So here we go, you guys. We're going to now reveal our one through eight seats of athletes turned actors into movies, and then we're going to get right into it with our first round. So, Mr. Mike Choi, let's reveal it. Eight through one. Who are our eight seeds today, competing for a title? Well, we are going to start in reverse order because actually just so the listeners know, this will be the first time that Aaron and Sean have been revealed the seating. They know who made it. They don't know the seating. So we wanted to keep that mystery alive. So at the eighth seed, we have a Mr. Shaquille O'Neal from Blue Chips. The number seven seed is Bob Euchre from Major League. The number six seed is Dwayne The Rock Johnson and for him, in this sake, we're going with only the Fast and Furious franchise, because obviously he has a ton of movies to his credit. Um, the next seed after that at number five is Mike Tyson from The Hangover. Number four is Carl Weathers from the Rocky franchise. 
Number three is Andre the Giant from The Princess Bride. We're coming up to Michael Jordan at number two in Space Jam. And our number one seed in today's bracket is Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Terminator series. It's a big seed coming in right there. A couple surprises <laughs> along the way, but now we've got them all set up one through eight. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to dive into our first round right now. That means it's a one seed versus an eight seed. It's that game you turn on at what, like maybe 10, 15 in the morning on tbs2 that channel or, uh, and you're gonna check it in right now which means we've got arnold schwarzenegger versus shaquille o'neal in the first round first to represent arnold schwarzenegger will be sean to represent the eight seed will be shaquille o'neal and mike you're gonna go first my friend to represent that eight seed give us your pitch for why shaquille o'neal perhaps could take down schwarzenegger well, first of all, I'm a little offended that Shaq was only the eighth seed. I mean, we're talking about the big Aristotle, the big Shamrock, the big Cactus, Shaq Diesel, Superman, Shaq Daddy, Shaq Fu, the big Barishnikov. I mean, every nickname in the world that this guy has. But I will, I will keep it simply at this. My metric for an iconic role is who else could have played that role? Who else could play that role? Uh, Shaq plays the mythic Neon Bedeau in Blue Chips, who is just mythic. It's just this guy that Nick Nolte has to have to change around the fortunes of Western University. And so, you know, this guy had to be larger than life. And the only one in this time frame, we're talking, uh, the film came out in 1991. So the only one in this time frame, other than Shaq, who possibly could have made it, would have been the likes of David Robinson, maybe Alonzo Mourning. But Nicholas none of those Cage. guys... <laughs> Nicholas and Nicholas Cage, right? But none of those guys, none of those guys have the charisma of Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, we all love Shaquille O'Neal. It's just a matter of to what degree. And again, if 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 there were anybody else who could pull this off, maybe maybe he gets the uh, disqualification there. But there's nobody else who could have played this character but Shaquille O'Neal. The man with many nicknames uh, in a Blue Chips film directed by William Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist, which is also very cool as well. So that's a very strong start. I really like that you got the nicknames going. You're putting the pressure on Sean on this one a little bit. Sean, <laughs> the number one seed, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, are, is this just a fly on the side of your shoulder? Give us a pitch of why Arnold should take down Shaq. I mean, if we're going to go nicknames, we're talking about the Austrian oak here. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, the big fella is nice. It's cute. It's no Austrian oak. I mean, if you want to take Mike's own words here about who could only play that part, we're not casting Steve Martin as the Terminator, right? We're not casting me or Mike as Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Arnie could play those parts. We're talking about a career with Conan 1 and 2, Terminator, Running Man. And I'll save a few more for the next round once I win this one here. Ooh, Arnie, ooh. He's, he's Mr. Olympia. He's Mr. Universe. He's the Austrian Oak. End of pitch. Yeah, doing some <laughs> research with Arnold, too. You see from 1965 to 1980, he was just like Mr. Everything for a really long time. Yeah. Fairly intimidating. Higgs, I want you to hop in here a little bit. You can go pick one or the other right now. You know, who are you thinking about? You know, Shaq and Blue Chips is pretty amazing, but it's going to be hard to take down Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's really hard to take down Schwarzenegger, man. I mean, <laughs> like you guys were saying, I, have you guys seen Pumping Iron? Like that oh documentary is yeah, amazing. It's amazing. incredible. I mean, if you guys who are listening have not seen it, you got to check it out. Because that for me was like, oh, wow, he's like, unreal how chiseled he is and how big he was man he wasn't just ripped he was huge and it was cool to see that knowing him from the 80s when he was still like a big badass dude 
But in Pumping Iron was the first time I remember being like, wow, he is on another level. Shaquille O'Neal, you know, multiple champion, multiple MVP, multiple all-star, one Kazam. Um, but uh, that, that aside, uh, I will say, just to say for Shaquille O'Neal, my favorite scene in that movie in Blue Chips is the scene when Murray McDowell is trying to get him to study for the test. And he keeps getting all the answers wrong. But when she offers him money, all of a sudden he's like a geography wizard. It's kind of a bit of a contrived scene, but it is actually a really cool star making performance from Shaq. But it's time, guys. It's the first round. We're already going to get around. We're going to vote right now. Higgs, you're going to go first, my man. Who t- who wins this round? Uh, the one seed Schwarzenegger or the eight seed Mr. O'Neill? You got to go with the governor, man. Arnold. I'm also going to go with the governor on this one. It just feels like a, a frisky eight seed. But at the end of the day, in that second half, he pulls away. We're up by 18, 20 points by the end of this. Sean, I'm guessing you're going Arnold for this first round. I'm going to go Arnie, of course, but let me just say, as the resident Memphis fan here, Anthony Penny Hardaway was also right next to Shaq in Mr. Blue Chips there, and it's the big reason that the Orlando Magic took Penny, so I do have a little sweet spot for Shaq for that right there, but no, no, it's Arnie all day, all night. Yeah, that's a weird one. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, though, right? Because, you know, Penny had a great career. Mike, hop in on that. Well, no, I actually, and I know we're coming to my vote next, but the, the, the absolute reason I'm going to go real life here. Why I would never vote for Shaq to Sean's point, that movie laid the groundwork for the magic to go after Anthony Hardaway building that actually mega combo of Shaq and Anthony. And if we, as bulls fans, remember, they were the team who beat the bulls during Jordan's initial comeback, precluding them potentially from having a seventh championship under their belt. So my vote is in. It's it's Schwarzenegger as well. It's a clean sweep. Clean sweep for Arnie. Yeah, clean sweep. Sorry, Shaq. You're out of the dance on this one. Before we move on, any parting words for Shaquille O'Neal? I mean, this is a guy who is one of the greatest like singular personalities in sports of all time, just didn't really transfer to movies and can't take down Shaq. Higgs, hop in. Uh, one of my all-time favorite Shaq moments was uh... – must have been late 90s. Uh, they're playing, I think, against Houston when Barkley was on the team. Barkley was probably my least favorite player at that time. Shaq got fouled hard down low. Barkley threw the ball at him. And Shaq, without doing anything, just gave him a four, uh, uh, just a straight left punch and just missed <laughs> Barkley. And I remember thinking, like, oh, dude, out of anybody right now who needs it, he needs to get cracked in the face, it would be Barkley. And I remember just thinking, I just wish he would have connected on that because Barkley probably would have never done that again. And that's why that's the only little thing where I think he might be able to take Arnie on. I don't think Arnie's ever been in a fight. Shaq's huge and could probably do some damage. Yeah, and like half uh, <laughs> Barkley's mustache was on the ground because he just like knocked it off of his face. <laughs> yeah, and his, yeah, and his pants or his shorts were all wet. and will shit his pants. <laughs> well, we're about we're about to move on, you guys. Unfortunately, Shaquille O'Neal is out of the dance, but that's what happens when you do Man of Steel. Um, that's just what happens, guys, and you do Kazam <laughs> as well. We're gonna move on to the second round here. Now, this one gets really, really interesting. We had our four seed, Carl Weathers, who's gonna be represented once more by Mike Choi versus number five seed Mike Tyson. The movie, The Hangover. The underdogs go first. Hags, you're gonna go up first for Mike Tyson. Give us your pitch for why he's got a chance to maybe win this tournament. Well, first of all, his name was Iron Mike because he had such strong fists. Uh, he's the youngest man in history to win the heavyweight championship at 20 years old. Uh, in my lifetime, he's the best heavyweight I've ever seen. I mean, you know, you got, we're all about the same age. 
And for people who don't remember, for some reason, in the mid 80s to early 90s, when Tyson was in his prime, he was the most feared boxer by far. So fast, so strong, so quick. Uh, he had the black short shorts, black short socks. Um, and, and with the hangover in particular, his acting role, I read that this was the role that helped him turn his life around. Yep. And yep. Whoa. because of this movie, three years later, he did his one-man show. And then from there, his career completely took off. I actually rewatched uh, his scenes on The Hangover, and I was like, wow, he's, he's pretty bad at acting. And he's kind of chunky. And you kind of forget at that time, he was – I mean, that was why it was such a shock in the movie. He's like, holy cow, Tyson's here. And he's playing like kind of a goofball, silly dude when he was always known to be you know, crazy and violent and all this stuff. So uh, my vote is for Iron Mike Tyson, my all-time favorite heavyweight boxer. Those are some great points. Now we've got it's it's movie boxer versus real boxer. Let's go over to movie boxer, Troy. <laughs> why is uh, why why is Carl Weathers going to get in the ring with Mike Tyson and come out with a victory? Yeah, I mean this is this is this is a close matchup. That's why it's the four or five seed, right? But um, just just to reiterate, just so people, I, I probably a lot of people don't even know that he played professional sports. So just so everyone knows, he played for the Oakland Raiders. He was a linebacker for the Oakland Raiders for a couple of years, and then after that, played a couple of years in the Canadian Football League. Um, but I will say this for uh, someone who was not the lead character in his own movie in one of the most iconic, not only sports iconic movies of all time, but one of just the most iconic movies of all time in Rocky. Apollo Creed played by Carl Weathers is so critical to that entire franchise. Obviously it's the, the entire reason Rocky occurs because right. It's Rocky building up to fighting Apollo in the championship. Right. And then in Rocky three, I really love that turn where once again, he's the reason who he convinces Rocky to fight, clubber lang again right and, and and he becomes his trainer so i love that turn where it's like the antagonist who then becomes your ally and then finally right culminating into rocky four it's like if he doesn't die in rocky four rocky doesn't go to russia to fight drago right to, to redeem everyone so he is so pivotal and even modern day that character is still pivotal because without apollo creed there's obviously no new creed franchise starring michael b jordan so that doesn't exist, and that's become a very successful franchise in itself. So we're talking about a supporting character who 30, 40 years after the fact is still making a modern-day impact in movie franchise history. So, I mean, I, I dare you to name me anybody else whose character is making that much of an impact that much later after he initially portrayed them. Yeah, this is a good time for Carl Weathers because now he's in The Mandalorian and, you know, mm -hmm, and he's, mm -hmm. getting, he's getting a whole new breath of life here as an actor on screen. And we can all remember Carl Weathers. Sean, I want you to hop in on this one. I mean, where would we be in this life without training montages with Carl Weathers in them? Um, where, where are you leaning on this one? I mean, I know those montages get me through the gym when I'm when I'm in there every day, just sweating and breathing and going. I mean, they're both great choices. I mean, Mike Tyson in The Hangover when he just lays out Galifianakis is just champion <laughs> <laughs> still got it right. It's just it's phenomenal. But I I I I'm with Mike, man. Like I had no idea. I was like, wait, Carl Weathers was a professional athlete, and I was like, oh, he played for the Raiders. He helped them win a like division championship. And then for his acting career, I mean, he's spot on about playing Apollo Creed and the Mandalorian, not just an actor on the Mandalorian, but also a director. And then don't, don't forget, he was Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. Another classic, right? <laughs> 
it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit of a Alexander tour de force. Damn handoff, right? <laughs> I, I, man, it's a close matchup, but man, I, I think, man, I have to lean towards Carl Weathers probably a bit on this one. Well, my only question is, and I was thinking about this last night, and this will, this one definitely is what makes it close. Is what came first, people doing the air drum fill to in the air tonight by Phil Collins? What, did did Mike Tyson create that, or were we already doing that? And the fact that Mike Tyson was just like us and would do the air guitar, the air drum fill. You know, what wh- wh- I'm trying to figure out what got created first because that moment is just so iconic for the first time <laughs> in my life. Like, Hagel, you keep bringing up he's the scariest boxer of all time. Just him doing that air drum solo made me feel like I was we were, were relatable for the first times in our lives. All right, guys, it's time to it's time to vote. I think this one is close. We're gonna go, Sean. You're gonna vote first. Who do you got, Carl Weathers, or do you got uh, you got Mike Tyson in this round? I, uh, like I said, I respect Tyson. I respect the champ, but I'm going Carl Weathers. Yeah. Don't worry. We will not tell Mike Tyson about this and please don't. Yeah. Sean's going with the slow motion, uh, water fight in the training montage with another bro of his, uh, Hags, where are you going? You sticking, uh, sticking with your guns here. Did you change your mind? Where are you going to, where are you going to vote? Um, I, you know, I was going to stick with my, my guy, Mike Tyson, because he's also the star of, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite video games of all time, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yes, yes. Um, but as far as iconic roles and overall, I mean, it's really hard to beat Carl Weathers Apollo Creed. It's yeah, it's funny, right? And then he goes toe to toe with Schwarzenegger and Predator too. There's a lot yeah. on that IMDb. <laughs> Joy, uh, are you sticking with your boy Carl Weathers? Were you swayed by Mike Tyson? Where are you going? I mean, this is the definition of like a photo finish matchup right i mean equally both of them could win this and we would both be like yeah that that makes sense but you know uh i think the 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 thing that puts it over the top for me for uh, mr carl weathers is i still to this day think of that uh, in predator he was in predator with you know uh schwarzenegger and joey to your point he's gone head to head and lost no ground to both arnold schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. How many people can say that? So it has to be, it has to be Carl Weathers in my opinion. Yeah. The only thing that can be Carl Weathers is an alligator. All right, guys, we're going to head, <laughs> we're heading to our next round right now. Mike, uh, set us up here for this next round. So Joey, we're actually going to move to the two seven matchup, which features Michael Jordan versus Bob Euchre. So representing Michael Jordan, Joey, you're going to represent Jordan. And then Sean, you're representing Bob Euchre. So Joey, why don't you, uh, why don't you start the matchup? Let's get in the ring right now. Now, see, here's the problem with Michael Jordan in the first round, right? Is I can't reveal all of my cards right away. <laughs> There's so many aces up the sleeve right now. It, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get caught cheating in Vegas, but let's just kind of start here, right? Let's go back to the humble days of his first acting roles, and let's lead our way up to it. A little indie film called, oh, I don't know, Come Fly With Me. Um, another, little, uh, <laughs> another little cult classic called Michael Jordan's Playground. Two amazing acting roles here that's been breeding him for this one moment, which is called Space Jam. A couple things that are just off the top of my head. Um, probably the greatest actor in Looney Tunes history. That's saying a lot. Looney Tunes has been around for a long time. And I will say this. Michael Jordan, while shooting Space Jam, no one else could possibly say that while they were shooting a movie, they were also secretly plotting and building a basketball gym to practice in as they quietly plotted to take over his respective sport, the NBA, for the next three years of his life, winning three more titles while also shooting uh, scenes with Bugs Bunny and Lola Rabbit and all the ilk there. I mean, 
I love Bob Bucher, but this is MJ we're talking. This is Mr. 23. That is my pitch for Michael Jordan in this first round. All right, Sean, what do you got, my friend? Bob Bucher. Uh, I love this guy. I love him. This is a tough matchup. This hurts yeah, my heart. I can't wait to hear. First of all, on behalf of uh, Team Bucher, who do we complain to on the committee about the seating, right? Like, who's getting, <laughs> who's getting that email first and it, foremost? It isn't March Madness until we have a complaint about right? the seating. This yeah. is like that 10-7 matchup. In the seven, you're like, what? I, I mean, this, <laughs> this, one, this one's a tough one because Mike is Mike, and I understand that. But let me just say this about Mr. Brewer himself. Mike was a great basketball player for, what, 15-ish years? Mr. Brewer's been calling games for 50. So we've got longevity from the sports world, first and foremost. As far as the silver screen, if you will, we all know what the big one that Mike has is, and I'm sure Joey will get to that down the line. Mr. Bob Euchre, Major League, put it aside, over 100 guest appearances on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Can Mike say that? Can Mike say that? He has multiple books dedicated to him. He's also written multiple books himself. On The Tonight Show, Mr. Carson said, what was the biggest thrill of your career? He said, watching a fan fall out of the upper deck at Philadelphia. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, wit, his humor, Mr. Belvedere for five years, and so forth. So I think what Bob has over MJ, the greatest of all time, is just the IMDb page is so much longer. The career in sports is so much longer and he deserves this upset win, fellas. Come on over to Bernie's Brewer's side. Higgs, weigh in, my friend. I know MJ is close to your heart, but that Bob Euchre performance in Major League is pretty legendary. Well, I'm going to give you guys a shocker of a statement here, considering I'm from Chicago, but uh, I've never seen Space Jam. Oh, my God. I never saw it. I remember, I remember reading about it in the Sun-Times when they were, they were filming it. I'm like, Jordan in a Looney Tunes movie with cartoons? And I, was a, I think I was in college by that point. I was like a freshman or something. I'm like, I'm not watching this shit. I'm not watching Jordan in some cartoon. This is going to be bad. I, I totally thought it was going to bomb. And I just never saw it. I'm like, I'm not seeing it. All my buddies went to go see it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. As much as I love Jordan – I'm not a Looney Tunes guy. I'm not a Looney Tunes guy, okay? And once again, I was in college, so I never saw it. So I'm a big MJ fan, but not Space Jam. So uh, I'm a Euchre guy. Uh, this is crazy. I love Bob Euchre. <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. You know, this I, is... I, used be, I used to be a Miller Lite guy back in the day. We've got a Loyola Rambler situation kind of <laughs> percolating just a little mm-hmm. bit right now. Choi, weigh in right now. Where are you on Jordan versus Euchre? This could be our first upset, guys, because I will say this. I mean, Michael Jordan, I mean, right? You don't have to say anything about the guy. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. There's nothing you have to say. But I will say, for a guy who's just a sports announcer, most people know the name Bob Euchre. So already his handicap, you know, if we're talking golf handicaps, is pretty even, man. It's pretty even. He doesn't need much of a handicap to go toe-to-toe name recognition with Michael Jordan. Now, of course, Michael Jordan is bigger by far. But if you're, you know, weighing the two against each other, the fact that it's even close that you recognize Bob Euchre's name, there's, I mean, think about it. Like, there's... I can't think of, there may be a handful of announcers, Harry Carey, Vince Scully, who kind of have transcended to be uh, uh, a known commodity outside of just being an announcer, and Bob Euchre's one of them. And I'm going to give points to Bob Euchre for this. One of the most iconic sports lines ever is 
just a tad outside, right? He ad-libbed that. He ad-libbed that line. That's an ad-lib. So think about that. The the not the line that has become almost synonymous with that movie would never have occurred if he didn't have the wherewithal to kind of come with come up with that on the spot. So, you know, uh, yeah, man. I mean, Joy, kick us off, man. Time to vote, man. Who do you got? Yeah, you I'm. I'm, this I'm I'm going Bob Euchre, man. I'm wow, Bob we've, Euchre. we've got a seven seed. We got a possible upset here. Hags, who do you got? Euchre or Jordan? Euchre, baby. Oh boy, Sean. Yeah, it's it, I love MJ, but it's it's Mr. Brewer. It's Bobby Euchre, baby. Oh, Come on. Cinderella has got a dress, and we've got a time to go to the ball because I think Bob Euchre just upset Michael Jordan in this round. Now, look, I'm not wow. upset about it, right? Here's my <laughs> here's my parting thought on Michael Jordan. I'm just saying, you know, the big thing about me was that. In real life, he could never really bring to the silver screen the drama and the greatest leading character on an athletic sports field ever that he could ever bring to the silver screen because, as we all know, game winner at North Carolina, all the shots versus Cleveland, the Madison Square Garden games, the game-winning final shots, six threes in the first half against the Blazers, dunking on Matumbo, the little Bradford Smith, the dream team, on and on. I mean, it was just impossible. What movie could we have possibly put Jordan in that would have him live up cinematically to the cinematic life that he had in his sports career? I think we got Bob Uecker as a winner. Choi, hop in. And I just want to say, obviously, it's Michael Jordan, so he's only going to use this as motivation to like ascend to something <laughs> great. And probably in the next Last Dance uh, uh, documentary series, he's going to be ripping us apart for having voted Bob Euchre through. I was so, going to say um, he's going to do like yeah. he's going to do like yeah. fences too, and do yeah. like Oscar bait. So this is crazy. Deal. This is this is why we're doing it, though, right, Joey? So um, wow, I, I am. I am still recovering, but we do we do need to move on to our last first round matchup, which is Andre the Giant, the number three seed versus Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So, Aaron, why don't you uh, why don't you start things off? All right, Andre the Giant in the Princess Bride, he plays a giant. So, as far as uh, fitting the role, I think he fit that very well. Um, Andre is known as the eighth wonder of the world. One of the coolest nicknames of all time. So I actually retrospect would have been cool with him being the eighth seed since he's the eighth wonder of the world. But uh, Andre is also, uh, when the WWF started their Hall of Fame in 1993, Andre was the inaugural and sole inductee in the class of 1993, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, they actually have a trophy in his name now at the Royal Rumble every year, the Andre and the Giant Trophy. Um, and on top of that, he's my all-time favorite wrestler. I was a big wrestling fan in the 80s growing up. I used to read books, all that. And out of all those wrestlers, Andre is my favorite. How dare you when I have The Rock? <laughs> and I'm going to have to lay the smack down right now uh, against Andre the Giant. Look, Andre the Giant, he's great in that movie, right? Super funny. But what? He's just reading cue cards, right? Let's go to talk about a guy named The Rock here. Why is he an athlete? You say, well, he was actually the defensive tackle for the University of Miami Hurricanes, the 1991 national champions. He backed up Warren Sapp as a defensive tackle on the team, tried to go to Canada, didn't work out, got cut. Next thing you know, you know, he tries to become a wrestler. And you know what? He actually becomes to be a pretty good damn wrestler, I have to say. Five-time WWF champion, a man who became a hero, a man who became a heel. Just a couple of the people that he defeated in his prime. He defeated Crush. He defeated Goldust. He had a long-running feud with Mankind. He beat Undertaker. The thing goes on and on. The Fast and the Furious franchise, I'll be real with you, and here's my 
here's my flag that I'm going to plant right now. Fast and the Furious franchise, I hated it until The Rock showed up. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Until The Rock shows up and he breaks both of his arms and then halfway through the movie, he tears off the cast of his broken arm so what, he can leap out of a building and take down a helicopter. That's when I know real acting is happening. Meisner would be proud of The Rock. I think Rock is the winner here. Let's open it up to the floor. Higgs, hop back in. You're ready. I'm hopping back in. You're kind of getting me fired up here, Joey. Here's why. If, if The Rock was wrestling in the WWF at the same time as Andre the Giant, he would have a 0% chance of beating Andre the Giant. It could be difficult. There's been multiple documentaries about Andre, and every single wrestler said in real life there's no way that anybody could ever beat him. He was too big. So here's my final thing here, because I know you're getting all excited about The Rock and the franchises and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit. Here's the deal, okay? <laughs> this whole list is ab are about athletes, right? And whenever you're measuring up athletes, you go to the tail of the tape. Here's the tail of the tape, and this is going to end every single discussion from here on out. Andre the Giant was 7'4", 520 pounds. There's literally <laughs> no athlete on this list or anywhere in the world that can match that. He's literally the biggest athlete ever. Seven four five twenty. Shaq was seven one, uh, three twenty. So three inches taller than Shaq and two hundred pounds heavier. I mean, you guys, have, I, I, I could I could see any picture online about Andre. Oh, look at pictures of Andre holding shit all day long. You guys have seen those pictures of him holding cans, him standing next to people. He would literally pick up two grown men in his arms and just hold them. I mean, his 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 drinking stories are legendary. The one I, I like. Is uh, he supposedly, well, not supposedly, people were there, they saw him do it. He had 119 beers. Let's just call it 120. He had 120 <laughs> beers in six hours. That's 20 beers per hour for six straight hours. Now, even if you just take half of that, so let's say he's 520, take a guy who's 260, which is still big. There's no way that guy's drinking 10 beers an hour for six straight hours. Wade Boggs is a legendary drinker. He had 68. Andre had twice that. That's crazy. So you're saying the fact that The Rock is a three-time Teen Choice Award winner and a three-time... Who gives a Choice shit? Award? You could have beat Andre. And There's an no MTV, way, dude. And an MTV no. Generation Award winner? That doesn't do it for you? No. <laughs> that doesn't get it in? Uh, Mike, Mike, hop in, and then Sean, weigh in on this uh, this battle here. Because this, this one's getting chippy. Uh, the rest yeah, is no, separating. Yeah. And <laughs> this, I love it. This, this is... This is this is Duke, uh, North Carolina. Right? Who wants so, it more, um, baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to elaborate on Higgs' point too, this dude was so big and strong. One of his regular pranks growing up was lifting cars and moving them to another spot to confuse the owner. Now, granted, the cars in Europe are smaller, but think about it. Just think about that sentence. He would lift a car and move it somewhere else to fuck with the owner. I mean, just I, think about that. That's insane. <laughs> Hi, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, hop in. Uh, you know, I, look, I got to say, like, of, of all of our little matchups here, this one for me was the most, because I've only ever seen, like, Princess Bride once in my entire life, and I've only seen the first Fast and the Furious that The Rock was in. So I was kind of going back and forth. And it's, for me, this one is so close, and I'm looking for a little bit of nuggets here. One nugget I found that leans me towards the giant is, he had a nice little uncredited appearance in the Cindy Lauper Goonies Are Good Enough music <laughs> video. Who saw that one coming? Come on, come on now, Team Rock. I'm just saying, was the Rock and Cindy Lauper's video? I don't know. 
Oh man, this was so close, man. And then on the rock side, we're talking about beers. I mean, the rock does have his own tequila line. That's got to count for something, right? I don't think I had that. So this one for me is this is going to take a little bit more convincing from one of you guys because I'm right here on this vote. Okay, here's my final pitch. Right, here's my final pitch about the rock. The Rock currently in his life right now is on option C in his life. You know how we all have an op- a plan A, a plan B, a plan C? The Rock is on plan C right now, all right? Plan A was to be a professional football player. Plan B was to become the greatest, you know, most popular wrestler of his era at that time. And now he's on plan C, which is when he makes $100 million movies on the reg every single year. And you know what his plan D is? President. Uh, that's high praise. That's all I got. I know I'm drowning. I'm doing the best I can, but it's time to vote. Mike, you're going to go first, man. Who do you got? Andre the Giant versus The Rock. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This one is a this one's a close one for me. But I I'm, I mean, I, I love the guy. He just is so charismatic and so personal. I'm, I'm, I'm going with The Rock. I'm going with Dwayne Johnson. Wow. He's going with The Rock right now. Sean, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, end of the day, no disrespect at all to the eighth wonder of the world, but I'm I'm gonna go with Dwayne the Rock Johnson as well. Wow, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, two to nothing. Higgs, who do you got, my friend? Come on, you know who I got. Andre. He's got, he's got the giant. He's got the and giant. And I'll also say I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, and here and you know what, man? I think this is the perfect time. You know what? I put up a good pitch for the rock. But damn it, Higgs, that 120 beers and him moving a car <laughs> around for hijinks just to screw around with people. I'm actually going to throw my weight in against my own argument, and I'm going to go with Andre the Giant, which means we have our first tie. We uh, have the first tie, round. Joey. Mike Choi, it's time. Bring on our first tiebreaker right now. Sh- tell the kids how we're going to play, and let's see what happens. So we've we've come upon our first tie, so which means we're going to implement one of our uh, probably not so cleverly developed tiebreakers. So in this case, since Aaron, you were so adamant about your defense of Andre the Giant, we're going to place you as the tiebreaker in this game. So this one, this first one's going to be simple. We, we call it trivia time. So all you need to do is correctly answer the following trivia question based on three multiple choice answers. If you get it right, if you get it right. Andre the Giant will move on. If you get it wrong, then unfortunately the Rock is going to move forward. It's so, coming down to um, free throws. Free throws yeah, yeah, with yeah. seconds exactly, to play. Exactly. <laughs> so coincidentally, this was not pre-planned, but our trivia question actually has to do with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Aaron. So even a double whammy for you if you get this wrong. Um, so here's here's the question: Dwayne Johnson's first non-wrestling related acting role occurred in which TV series? Is it A? Law and Order SVU, B, That 70s Show, or C, The X-Files. So you got a one in three chance to get this right, Aaron. So can Higgs phone a friend? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, dude, I don't know this one either. So uh, Godspeed, good luck. And uh... Well, my, my thought is between those three, the, the 70s show would be, you know, it was a comedy. So I'm going to go with be the 70s show because i feel like he would do something kind of goofy and silly to start off with um over the other two especially x files i don't know if he'd be in that one but um i'm rolling with a or b i'm gonna go with b though 70 is shows. that your final 70, is that your final 70, answer aaron is that your final, it's my answer? final answer 
Yep. Aaron, you are correct. Wow. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson appeared in one episode in 1999 of that 70s show, and he actually portrayed his father, who was also a professional wrestler in his own right, Rocky Johnson. So it looks like Andre Johnson is moving into uh, Andre Johnson. Sorry, I'm getting all the names confused. Andre the Giant will be advancing into our next round. That is unbelievable. So here we are. We're in our final four, ladies and gentlemen. We're in Indianapolis. Welcome, everyone. It's uh, here are the seeds. It's the number one seed, Arnold Schwarzenegger versus number seven, Bob Euchre. We got our four seed, Carl Weathers versus our number three seed, Andre the Giant. Man, oh man, here we go. It's time to get to our final four. Let's take a quick break and have a brief moment to talk about our new sponsor, eBay. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for at eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to cop the best pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of, what did I say? Authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process and for the sneaker sellers out there ebay has eliminated selling fees and sneakers over 100 making it free to sell or flip your collection so go to ebay.com sneakers today ebay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection now back to the pod all right gentlemen we've made it this far it is time for the final four just to recap everybody it's the number three seed andre the giant versus the number four seed carl weathers but up first we got to go to Upset Valley right now. The number seven seed, Bob Euchre, taking down Michael Jordan in the first round. He will now go up against Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, the number one seed. I myself, I'm going to be taking, uh, I'm going to be taking in a bat here for Bob Euchre. I'm going to go first for the gentleman here. Sean, you did a great job in the first round. And look, I, the one thing that we kind of touched upon in the, this first round, which is why I love Bob Euchre, is the requotable lines in the movie. Every single line he has in this movie, his conversion rate, not just with laughs, but requotables in this movie is so high up there. As we mentioned a little bit, just a bit outside, tried to nip the corner. How can they lay off pitches this close? Post game is brought to you by, ah, Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Uh, one hit, one goddamn hit. That's all on and on and on. I mean, like, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, even if you don't watch the movie Major League, if you cut up all Bob Euchre's clips into one thing, you probably still would have a pretty great time. In terms of his career, yeah, Brewers, catcher, former catcher. I got a lot of love for that guy. Career 200 hitter. My favorite factoid that I found out about Bob Euchre, which he probably told many, many, many cocktails and many dinner parties for years, years to come. He took Sandy Koufax deep. He hit a home run of the... <laughs> Sandy Koufax himself, Bob Euchre here. He's playing on house money right now. He's the Loyola Ramblers of this tournament right now. That's what I got for Bob Euchre right now. Sean, you are up, my friend. The number one seed, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, let me just say, first and foremost, as someone who used to be on the coaching staff at Team Euchre University, I respect my opponent. I've just moved on to a better opportunity here at Team Schwarzenegger. Uh, look, I mean, we could we could get into the great lines um, that that our that our two gentlemen have all day long, but Mr. Euchre's all kind of comes from the same film. My guy Arnie over here, we've got get to the chopper. You've got to get down, out <laughs> your back. I mean, you could just cherry pick lines left and right from movies for decades after decades. And then you know, my guy started lifting when he was fifteen. By the time he was twenty. 
He was Mr. Universe. Then he went on to win seven Mr. Olympic contests after that. He's just an absolute beast in the athletic world. We've got a little films in the 80s, Kindergarten Cop, Twins, and so forth. We love Bob Euchre, but he just can't live up to the physical feat or the silver screen feat. Joy, it's time to hop in here and keep in mind with Bob Bucher too, in the movie, the major league, he goes through quite an interesting character arc, right? Where he starts off trying to do his job, devolves into a drunken mess where he's just in his wife, Peter, basically passing out during the broadcast <laughs> and then is revitalized, resuscitated. That takes acting, my friend. I want you to think about that, but way in here, Schwarzenegger versus Bob Bucher. Well, real quick, I want to follow up with your point about another another baseball related stat, which is so Bob Euchre, because when I think of Bob Euchre and it's because of Major League, I think of a goofy kind of fun loving guy doesn't take things too seriously. So let me let me give you this stat about Bob Euchre, which may reinforce or not if you want to vote for him. But in 1967, despite playing only 59 games at catcher, he led the league in pass balls and to this and to this day and to this day he's still in the top 10 of pass balls in a season so if that's not bob Euchre in in my mind i don't know what is but i I will say this about how how perfect of a person he was for this role so uh when the director went to cast him the director's name was david s ward he you would think that he would have cast the Euchre because like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy's the Milwaukee Brewers lifelong announcer. You know, he's been announcing forever. Like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. He had no idea that Bob Euchre was an announcer. He cast Euchre because he was in Mr. Belvedere and was like, I like that guy from Mr. Belvedere. And then realized that, you know, like Kismet, oh, my God, you're actually a baseball announcer. And so, I mean, it's a match made in heaven. Um, in regards to Schwarzenegger, I mean... Yeah, it's just like it's he's an indomitable force in this tournament, right? He's Duke, he's UNLV, he's everything. But even even those teams can lose. And and you know, the thing, um, God, I'm trying to think of a downside for Schwarzenegger right now, but it's, well that it's Belvedere, to... that Belvedere thing you just threw out there is pretty good. I think Team Schwarzenegger's calling a timeout on that one because <laughs> uh that, that felt like a good turnover to me personally. And and now I'm thinking, is Bob Euchre the is it the greatest sports announcer role in a movie of all time i know that's a very niche thing but it is kind of a bit of a one and one and does that maybe give him a little bit more credit than he deserves Higgs, hop in and then back to Choi. yeah it's, it's actually a really good question because I, I i'm just i'm scanning to try to think of other announcers and other sports movies uh you know i was going to say going back to mr belvedere <clears throat> excuse me i was not Mr. Belvedere fan. So for me, it's going to definitely tilt me towards, towards Arnold. And plus, uh, out of all of Arnold's roles, I mean, the most memorable for me is Junior when he was uh, pregnant and was going to have a baby. You know, it was based on reality, of course. Um, but I'm a big Junior that. fan. Euchre can't pull that off. He can't have a baby. Mike, hop in. Uh, final thoughts. Where, where are you leaning right now? Does uh, Euchre have enough to take down the, the behemoth uh, that is Schwarzenegger? Well, we'll go toe to toe with one liners, right? Like Euchre, like as we kind of mentioned before, ad libbed the line just a bit outside, which has become iconic. But Arnold Schwarzenegger also ad libbed the line, I'll be back. That actually was written for him to say, I'll come back. Now, who's to say if that would have been a catchphrase, you know, had that stayed in? But, you know, I, I just, you know, I'll be back. Every, every, everyone, you know, it just cliched uses that even to this day. So they're even toe to toe with like ad libbing their one liners. So, I mean, again, the bottom line, man, Arnold is the definition of an action star. He is why there are action stars. He's on the Mount Rushmore. So, 
Yeah, man. It, it, this, this one's going to be a tough one, Joey. Are you going with Arnold then for your vote, my friend? I, you know, let's not overthink this. It's Arnold. It's yeah, Arnold. We got one vote on the board for Arnold right now. Higgs, where are you going? Schwarzenegger or Bob Belvedere Euchre? <laughs> uh, like I said, I love Bob Euchre. Uh, he was fun in the 80s, but it's, it's not even close to me. Arnold. Yeah, two to nothing. It's been a good run, Bob. But uh, Sean, what are you thinking right now? Is it Schwarzenegger, Team Schwarzenegger, or Euchre? Well, yeah, after we returned from our 22nd Belvedere timeout, we realized in the five years <laughs> that, that Bobby Yu was doing his TV, this is what my man Arnie did from 85 to 90. Commando. <laughs> Running man. Predator. Total recall. Twins. Kidney Garden is not a Tuma cop. I'm just <laughs> right there. Arnie Jesus. all the way. Good God. Good God. Help us all. Um, yeah. Arnold. Did I hear, sorry. Did I hear junior in there at all? <laughs> 1994. Well, here we are. Arnold Schwarzenegger is cutting down the nets. He's going to the national title game. He's one step closer to being crowned the champion of athletes turned actors here in our bracketology tournament. Let's go over to another one. This one's going to be really close. You guys, the number three seat, Andre, the giant barely, barely survives in overtime. The last round to make it to the final four. Going up against Carl Weathers, who had, I think, a little bit more of a surprising showing in that first round than we all thought. Carl Weathers is going to go first, which I believe is Mr. Mike Choi. Mike, Carl Weathers in the Final Four, how do you see it working out for him? You know, they kind of spent, it's one of those situations where it's a team that spent all their bullets to get into the final four and, you know, we'll see what's left in the tank. But, you know, I'm going to throw this at you about uh, uh, Carl Weathers. He's right in Rocky. He is technically the antagonist. He is the bad guy. But the fact that his charisma and the way he portrayed that role actually made you to some degree root for him and like him that says a lot so i mean there's very few quote-unquote villains in film history where you actually kind of like them and he is he's definitely one of them because again I, I think to this day we don't think of apollo creed as a villain but he very much was the villain quote-unquote villain in uh in, in rocky one and and the other thing just to kind of tell you the kind of balls Carl Weathers had to even get to this point when he was auditioning for the role uh he kind of felt you know it's there's a story where he kind of felt like he wasn't doing that well so he kind of spit out the line you know I'd be doing much better if you gave me a better actor to do this with he was auditioning with Stallone at the time so right there he's like oh god I just totally screwed myself there's no way I'm gonna get the role now right I just insulted the star lo and behold uh, Stallone actually wanted him because he was like at that point on because Stallone was kind of like that's actually something Apollo Creed would say so that ju that just gives you a sense of like he just willed himself into the role so just like he willed himself into this round let's see if it's enough to move him forward we're going to move over to Andre the Giant Hags you're going to take uh, take on Giant once more really interesting point you just brought up Choi of we're talking about two of one of the more charming villains that I think you'll ever find in cinematic history. Now, granted, like Apollo Creed's a little bit more arrogant and Andre the Giant's a little bit more, he's just naturally gifted. He has to live with the villain and maybe that makes a vulnerability here, but two charming villains trying to get into the, the title game right here. Higgs, make your case one more time for Andre the Giant. All right, well, I'm going to talk about the movie The Prince's Bride and how Andre fit in with it perfectly. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Prince's Bride is based off a book that actually came out in 73 by a guy by the name of William Goldman. Uh, Goldman won two Academy Awards for screenwriting for All the President's Men and Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. 
So he wrote the book in 73 and he started shopping it. And the person that he had in his mind at that time was Andre the Giant. Andre was already popular the world over for being the most famous wrestler, highest paid wrestler, all that. But at that time, Andre couldn't do it because of his wrestling schedule. Uh, so his second choice around the mid-70s, late-70s, was a Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And at that time, he was unknown. I think this was even before Conan. So he went to Arnold. Um, it didn't work out. They couldn't get it sold. And then by the time the, uh, the Princess Bride was finally greenlit, that time, you know, this was 87, I think, when Princess Bride came out. Arnold was already, you know, as we just talked about, huge star. They couldn't afford him. So then they contacted the WWF again, <clears throat> excuse me, asked them about Andre. Andre was in Tokyo wrestling for $5 million, which the studio couldn't match. So they actually auditioned other big people, including another guy in Pumping Iron, Lou Ferrigno, who's also a monster, Kareem, who's a tall dude, um, and this other guy, <laughs> Carol Struken, I don't know how you, how you pronounce his name, but when I looked at him, I recognized him. I'm a big Twin Peaks fan. He's the giant in Twin Peaks. So anyway, none of these guys worked out. And towards the end of casting, Andre contacted them and told them that the Tokyo match had been canceled. And that's how he ended up in The Prince's Bride. And he said that afterwards, it was one of the most gratifying experiences of his life because people didn't look at him like a freak. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool, sweet story. So that's how Andre was in it. I think it's really cool that the writer who wrote the book and the screenplay had him in mind back in 73 and finally got him back later in 87. And you find something that I think was really a surprising thing is, you know how those people in life are, it just doesn't matter what they say. Like they can always just say anything and it kind of sounds funny. And it's not because of the way that Andre the Giant talked. It was just like the stature mixed with, he had like that little like glint in his eye just a little bit. So every single line that he says in Princess Bride is so sweet and charming and borderline vul vulnerable. And like, you know what I mean? Like hit him with the rock. Well, oh, my way doesn't sound very sportsmanlike. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's an unbelievable line. Um, Sean, weigh in on this. Uh, where are you leaning right now? This might be our tightest matchup so far. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I kind of go back to, you know, I respect Andre the Giant for his phenomenal wrestling career. But when I start looking at the acting career, I kind of have to go just towards Princess Bride because he popped up uncredited in, in, in the Conan sequel. His debut in the States was playing Bigfoot in a two-part episode of The Six Million Dollar Man. So I think, you know, Carl Weathers, like we discussed in the last round, his longevity, the fact that he's still going, the fact that a character he played 40 years ago is still influencing films today. I think I have to lean pretty heavily towards Carl Weathers myself. Yeah, real quick, let's ring off uh, Carl uh, Weathers' run right there. You know, he was in Rocky, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Semi Tough, uh, Rocky Two, Death Hunt, Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Predator. Um, I mean, I, I get it. There's some repetition there, but those that's a pretty sick run. Joy, where where are you leaning right now? This is this is tough, man. I'm trying to run it through in my head right now. This this is a tough one, but you know, I am I am a even though I represented Carl, I, I just, I'm going to go with the lovable giant because again, here's the thing, man. I mean, going along with some of the stats that Aaron pulled off earlier, this dude, again, just some of these like Guinness book of world record type stat, uh, stats. He is once documented eating 15 steaks and 15 lobsters in one sitting. I mean, 
What? What? <laughs> and, and, and then, and then while while Philly those are Marlon Brando yeah. numbers. <laughs> that's like the that's the numbers for like an entire film crew, much less one person, right? And then, and then uh, also during the Prince's Pride, he racked up a forty thousand dollar bar tab at the hotel they were staying at. So that just that just tells you the massive quantities of, of beverages and food this guy could handle. So I, I, I would never want to anger someone like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Andre the Giant. <laughs> we got Andre the Giant. He's on the board right now with a one-to-one. I'm going to vote next real quick. I got to be honest. I'm voting Carl Weathers. The more I've been sitting on it and kind of ruminating on it, marinating on it, looking at his career, thinking about the performances, I just, I'm like, man, this dude, this dude is really damn impressive. And, you know, the fact that the Mandalorian is still around now. I'm going Carl Weathers. So we're tied one-to-one right now. <clears throat> Higgs, my friend, you're going to go next. Uh, Andre the Giant, are you sticking with your boy here? Or was Carl Weathers, did he sway you? Um, I'm going to stick with my boy. Like I said, I, I'm a big Andre fan. I do like Carl Weathers quite a bit. And actually, one role we didn't talk about, I'm, I'm glad Sean mentioned uh, Chubbs Peterson earlier because that was one of my all-time favorite movies in college. Happy Gilmore. But he was also in one of my all-time favorite sitcoms, Arrested Development, as acting coach Carl Weathers. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, <laughs> and Tobias was just completely enamored with Mr. Carl Weathers. And <laughs> Carl Weathers was always looking to make some kind of soup stock with whatever it was laying around. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, that's a great poll as well. I mean, that's what's so funny is like the guy – keeps popping up in these he has a great run in the 80s and then mid 90s gets the happy gilmore late 90s gets arrested development kind of don't hear from him sort of for a little while and now he's back around mandalorian sean it's two to one andre the giant right now two minutes left to play in the game coming down to crunch time who do you got yeah I'm, I'm gonna stick with my guns all respect to the big man but i'm 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 leaning hard and i'm gonna send my vote towards the one and only Mr. Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers himself. Which means before we get to our title round, we have one final tiebreaker. Let's throw it to our referee, Mike Choi. How are we going to break this tie, Mike? This is great. So we're going to we're going to put Sean on the spot this time, Sean. Yes. So you will determine since you voted for Carl Weathers, whether or not based on how you do, if Carl Weathers advances or if Andre the Giant advances. So we're going to call this game over under. I'm going to give you a numerical figure, and all you have to do is guess if the actual answer is over or under that number. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So released in 1996, Space Jam, starring Michael Jordan, has a worldwide gross that is over or under this amount, $200 million. Over, under, $200 million worldwide. Let me think about this. Now, that... That seems like such a small number in today's standards, but back in those days, it man, Adjust, adjusted gross. Old saying that back in those back in those days. Oh man, um, I still feel like two hundred million feels small for Looney Tunes, so established, MJ, so established. I'm gonna go over two hundred million. Sean, you are correct. Uh, Space oh. Jam made Space Jam made two hundred. $30 million, which still makes it the highest grossing basketball movie of all time. So it looks like uh, it looks like Carl Weathers is advancing into our championship. Wow, which is so interesting, too. Yeah, because, I was gonna, oh, sorry, I was going to say, did that beat out Shazam? 
<laughs> I think it just yeah, just barely by one dollar. Uh, by one dollar. It's time, it's time to crown a champion, ladies and gentlemen. Here right here on the Believe in Betting Chicago podcast is bracketology series. We've cut it down, we've narrowed it down right now. The number four seed, Carl Weathers, through rain, through sleet, through through snow. Makes it all the way to the title game against a very formidable opponent right now who's not met, met a lot of resistance until perhaps possibly right now. The number one seed, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a one seed versus a four seed. It's time to find a champion right now. And here's where we're going to do, you guys. Typically, every every person's been kind of representing a person along the way. This is the final round. We're all going to get a say on this run. We're going to go around the horn a little bit. You could say a little bit about both. You could say a lot about one. But it's time to suss it out right now. Who is the greatest athlete turned actor in movie history? Mike, you're going to go first, my friend. Where are you leaning right now? Give me give me a piece of information on how we're going to lay this out. Well, I uh, I spent my bullets, but we're going we're going for that hail mary. We're going for the hail mary to use a, another a, a different sports term. When you think of all time great mustaches in the world. <laughs> there are very few people that come to mind. Uh, yeah, I don't know if our audience sees, but Mr. Hagel over here is actually sporting a pretty uh, awesome one himself. Um, you would have to put Carl Weathers on the short list of most recognizable mustaches. I mean, you just, you just have to, you know, up there with like the likes of Tom Selleck and so forth. So uh, it's 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 a small small distinction, but it just might be enough to eke, eke it in his in his favor. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, all I've got left is the mustache. He's got an amazing all-time Hall of Famer mustache. Uh, Higgs, hop in. Um, any any reason why you think Carl Weathers has got a shot at this one? Yeah, I, I do. He was an athlete. You know, I was just thinking, this is no, you know, hoping I say anything bad against bodybuilders. Yeah, they work out like crazy, but now I'm starting to think, is that is that considered being an athlete? I know it's a competition, but you're getting judged on posing and how ripped you are. Every other sport, you got to do that, plus have other skills. So now I'm wondering, is Arnold even an athlete? So now I'm starting to go towards Carl a little bit. Carl actually played football. Arnold posed. So I don't know. I'm starting to lean towards Carl Weathers now. Now you got me thinking. Yeah, so here's my Carl Weathers tidbit. This is my, my ace up the sleeve. I've been holding it this whole time. Now, here's why I love it's the perfect marriage of athlete into actor in a movie. I think it was maybe Troy that mentioned it earlier, or it was Sean. You know, during his audition, Carl Weathers was kind of sparring with Sly, getting a little chippy with him, and then they made that comment about, well, why don't you get a real boxer in here? That's such an athlete competitive attitude and tone to take. Let's roll it forward a little bit. In Rocky Two, there's a moment at the end of the second round where, you know, Apollo Creed and Rocky are yelling at each other and taunting each other and screaming at each other. According to myth and legend, that is actually Carl Weathers and Sly Stallone actually yelling at each other because Carl Weathers was was mad at Sly Stallone for the choreography and he actually started like going off the choreography and actually started hitting Sly Stallone and real punches were being landed and Sly returned favor and then hit Carl Weathers and you know what I mean and that was a whole thing and that was an actual real thing that happened where they were mad at each other and they had to be separated roll it forward to Rocky 4 he gets in a ring with Dolph Lundgren and Dolph Lundgren actually starts giving him the business and starts moving him around and messing him up a little bit. Carl Weathers gets so mad that he actually quits Rocky four for multiple days at a time because he, you know, this isn't in my contract. This guy's taking it way too serious. So this is like an athlete in an, in an actor's world messing around, you know, and getting into it. And that's what I like love about him. It's like, it's a borderline. Like when they say as real as it gets, 
Carl Weathers is kind of tiptoeing that line of getting towards that as real as it gets. And that is my, that is my main pitch right there for Carl Weathers. Sean, Sean, what do you got on this one? Uh, you know, I guess my, my one little thing with, with Carl is that, you know, we've seen him go toe to toe, like we said, with Arnold and Predator. So we know he can hold his own with the best on screen, athlete on screen, right? Bicep by bicep uh, to pushing pencils. Yeah. (laughs) Go toe to toe. So that's just my one little thing that gives me a little pause, a little nugget for, for Carl's hopes in this round. And let's move it over to Schwarzenegger, guys. I mean, this is a guy that's been dominating this whole tournament right now. We're throwing a lot of stuff out there, guys. Any other pieces of information and maybe uh, put the nail in the coffin on this one? Mike, hop in. Well, we kind of have to thank Arnold for a couple of uh, ancillary things because of the fact that, like, I don't know if uh, I don't know if you guys were aware, but uh, O.J. Simpson was actually up for the role of the Terminator. But at the time, the producers thought um, this guy is too nice to be taken seriously as a cold blooded, cold blooded killer, which is kind of ironic, right? Which is kind of ironic. <laughs> Those movies right? would not age well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then um, the other thing we have to give uh, Arnold credit for as a byproduct so they actually had to delay filming of the terminator for about nine months because he was shooting a conan a conan movie which ran over so in that dead time james cameron decides to write two other screenplays which end up being aliens and rambo first blood part two so uh it's kind of amazing that had arnold uh you know, been able to start shooting right when they were supposed to, who knows if those movies would even exist. So he kind of gets credit for those two movies as well, which is, which is, I mean, I, those are two pretty iconic, you know, action sci-fi films themselves. Yeah. Another thing that I love about uh, Carl Weathers real quick too, is uh, the opening scene, the James Brown opening scene in Rocky four. And it's one of the best, like first act deaths, I think like in movie history, definitely sports movie history. Right. And his just like just Apollo Creed, that character, he played it with such amazing flair and he's just so cool about it. But I was also going to say on the other flip side, am I wrong? Someone tell me, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is a good actor. Like, truly, like, I truly think that he's a good actor. Now, does he have a lot of range? No. Can he play whatever character he wants? No. But can he play a guy that can be vulnerable, funny, intimidating, angry and all that stuff in the same thing? Yes, I mean, just real quick, what say you? Arnold Schwarzenegger, good actor? Aaron, hop in. Well, I mean, you can't make, well, how many movies has he made? 30 movies? You can't make 30 movies and be a terrible actor. And he's not like the guy on the side. He's the main star of these. And they're action movies, man. Yeah, you don't have to go super deep. You know, you're blasting people or, you know, punching them or whatever. So you don't have to get, like, super deep. But, you know, when he did Kindergarten Cop, I was like, oh, he's actually pretty funny, man. And he's kind of a goofy dude. And then he had all those strings of, you know, goofy Schwarzenegger movies. So he shows range as well. So yeah, he's not like an Academy Award winner, but he's for, for an athlete, he's very good. Yeah. Kindergarten cops, a great call too. Cause he's a leading man. He's a leading man in that, you know, he's not just a, necessarily an action hero, but he's carrying a movie in all these different forms and versions. Sean, real quick, Schwarzenegger, good actor for you. Like legit. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. And I think like he, in his career, if you look like, you know, like Conan being the first film, right. That was just basically him playing the bodybuilder. So to go from that to down the line, to be able to do a film like a kindergarten cop or a junior or twins, it's like, yeah, he's still playing a version of Arnold, but he got better at his craft. He got better on screen. He showed you he could do more things than just be a, a muscle dude with a sword. He could be 
humble. He could be subtle. He could be genuine. He could be funny. I think, you know, that's, I think, you know, we talked earlier about the rock and all his plans, right? Like the rock is just trying to do what Schwarzenegger's already done. Yeah. And, it, and that's been what was surprising, right? Is he went from this action hero who didn't say a lot, say a lot of lines to a guy who, who can be in the movie twins. Yeah. And, and the more that he surprises you on screen, I think the more that his, his star status got bigger and bigger Choi, for you real quick, Schwarzenegger, good actor in your book, straight up. Oh, hundred percent in his lane. He does everything that you want him to do. And in a weird way, you know, usually an accent is a detriment to actors or, or people in everyday life. Right. But I would, I would argue that it's his accent that maybe even catapulted him to like this renowned worldwide status. Right. Cause he, everyone does a Schwarzenegger impersonation. Everyone knows that voice. You don't need to be told who it is when you hear that voice. Um, but Joey, I just really quickly want to say to Carl Weathers argument, you actually made a great point. So, uh, Rocky four came out, what about, uh, 84, 85. So, I, is it possible that Carl Weathers in that opening that you're talking about where he's coming out to James Brown all dressed up and like the Uncle Sam outfit, the whole flamboyant entrance, is it possible that he started an era of like flamboyant entrances? Because I can't think of anything prior to 84 where that was done. I mean, obviously we're from Chicago, so we kind of know the Michael Jordan, the, the, you know, the opening to Sirius, right? Alan Parsons Project. And that's right around... 84, 85, 86 as well. So he may be the reason why in sports, for good or bad, people make these flamboyant entrances now. So that's impactful in a real way. Well, and that's a great call too, because in that movie, it's it's overplayed and it, it's meant to be like narratively like, oh, he's not paying attention to the details and the details yeah. are winning the match at hand. Yeah. But as you get further away from it, people start to admire that a little bit. Yep. He might be onto something, and I'm I'm getting my boxing wrong, but I feel like the people that like I feel like Lennox Lewis was kind of one of the first guys that really started like hammering that that intro music in the early '90s. I know I know Mike Tyson had it, but his was a little bit more stripped down, right? His was meant to just kind of scare you. He would yeah. just walk out like with like a black like uh, cut off t shirt and just kind of like walk in the ring and stand around. But that's a really good point that it might have started a whole trend. You know what I mean? Just based on yeah. the yeah. performance that lived on through boxing, you know, obviously till this very day, it's time, you guys, it's time to come down to a final vote. And here's my final word. And look, Carl Weathers, as I think we're all coming to grips with is, is, a, has had a fantastic career and perhaps a really an underrated career. And for an athlete turned actor, he's given us what amazing performances in multiple different decades, iconic performances over and over and over again. And I want to vote for him. I, re I really, really do. I want to like be contrarian. I want to surprise Schwarzenegger, but I got one fact for you guys. And this might end the entire thing. Carl Weathers, who plays Apollo Creed in Rocky Four, loses to Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren. Do you want to know who trained Dolph Lundgren before Rocky Four? His name was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> I'm kidding, not joking, trained Dolph Lundgren, who then went on to become one of per perhaps the greatest sports villain of all time, maybe one of the best villains of all time. Truly, he trained the man that killed Apollo Creed. So I'm sorry if you train the man that kills Apollo Creed, Apollo Creed therefore cannot kill you. And, and that's probably where I'm landing on this one. We've been Schwarzenegger all the way, but it's kind of irrefutable. Final words, final statements, and we're going to get some votes in. Uh, Higgs, go first, man. Final thoughts in your vote. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, Stallone and Schwarzenegger were the two biggest action stars in the 80s. 
I don't know the actual numbers. He was a bigger box office star, but Schwarzenegger was, was the man. So to me, it's, it's almost not even close. All the points about Carl Weathers. I do like, I think he is underrated, um, but it's just really hard to beat Arnold. Yeah. It's a great story. Cinderella story takes it to the <laughs> title game. But in the end, I think talent, you know what I mean? Talent is going to beat uh, the, the grit and the fairy dust in this. We got one Arnold, zero Carl Weathers. Sean, final thoughts on what's your vote? Yeah, and, and one last little thing for Carl real quick is we all kind of forgot to mention he was uh, for one year the lead of one of the one Chicago spinoff shows here, Chicago Justice. How did we forget ah. that? <laughs> that classic? Come on, guys. We're better than that. I think a lot of people forgot about that show. <laughs> I, think, I think Carl Weathers forgot about that. I mean, look, Arnold is Arnold, right? Yeah. It's one of those things. If you just say the name Arnold, I don't have to ask who you're talking about. I mean, is he an athlete? I mean, they literally named a move after him. It's called the Arnold Press in the gym. Try <laughs> to blow your damn shoulders up. It's a bitch. And his film career is just iconic, iconic, iconic. And we, we kind of got this far without really talking about Terminator until Mike brought it up. I mean, we didn't even need to. His film career is so crazy with all the other stuff he's done. But Terminator is a legendary, legendary, legendary film. And as much as the longevity of Apollo Creed goes, I mean, whether he should still be doing it or not, Arnie's still playing the Terminator too now. We're, we're, we're entering year, like with the fourth decade, 35 years. So that being said, I mean, this is kind of Gonzaga, just, just boat racing this year. I got to vote for Arnie all day. We got two Arnie's, zero Carl Weathers. I'm just going to throw mine in real quick. I got to go Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Carl Weathers, good fight though. Good fight, you know what I mean? I think the spread for this game was probably like 17 and a half points. And I think Arnold's going to win by like eight or nine. You know what I mean? So nothing to be ashamed of here, but a pretty solid convincing victory for me. Mike, you get the final say and the final vote. Who do you got? Well, so I guess the only question is whether or not this will be a clean sweep, right? So the, that's, we'll see how, how, how dominant Ooh, did the Sonics, is, did right? the Sonics win one game in 96 against the Bulls <laughs> here? Or what's going to happen? Listen, I think it's one of those things where, Hey, Hey, congratulations for even getting this far, right? You were uh, number 11 VCU beating Kansas, the number one seed in 2011. You know, you were George Mason beating Connecticut in 2006. But ultimately, even if it's a team like Duke led by Christian Leitner, who you hate, I mean, they're still the champion. So regardless of how you personally feel about Arnold Schwarzenegger, he is definitively the athlete in an acting role. So it's, it's Schwarzenegger for sure. Hey, you know, it seems like an easy answer, but you got to walk the path. You got to do the journey. You got to do the work to get yourself there. But in the end, Arnold Schwarzenegger goes foe, foe, foe to become the greatest athlete turned actor in movie history. A, 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 an award that he very much deserves. A lot of great competitors along the way. But in the end, he is crowned champion here. Before we get out of here real quick, Mike, I just want you to throw out a couple of guys, a couple of names. Just throw out a bunch of names real quick of guys that didn't make the list. And we're just going to go around a little quick. If one of those names pops up to you guys, we can throw in a couple of quick words, a couple of honorable mentions. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to start the Schwarzenegger parade. Mike, what do you what do you got for us? Yeah. So just, uh, you know, obviously Aaron and Sean will know, but we provided a master list of actually 12 candidates to come up with our top eight. So on that list was Ray Allen from Spike Lee's He Got Game, Mike Ditka in Will Ferrell's uh, Kicking and Screaming. Of course, Jesse, the body Ventura and Predator and then Brett Favre. And there's something about Mary. So, you know, I, I actually for me, I'm 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 actually personally surprised that Ray Allen didn't make it just because, you know, when you talk about degree of difficulty, this was 
you know, one of the rare roles where an athlete was asked to do a very dramatic, dramatic piece. And given that he had no acting experience, I kind of thought that would elevate him. So I was a little bit surprised by that. But some people who didn't even make the list, you know, we kind of talked about O.J. Simpson, but, you know, that obviously hasn't aged well. As, as hey, you it is what it is, though. Yeah, it is yeah, what it is. Yeah. He's, good. He's good in that movie, man. I mean, I yeah. know uh, having a threesome and he got game is a high degree of difficulty for Ray Allen. Yeah, it was yeah. very tough for him. But you know, dude, OJ's OJ's funny in those movies, and uh, I'll also like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in Airplane too. I thought that yep, was yep. it's a deadpan performance. It's obviously put on where it's Kareem saying those lines, but I thought that was pretty good too as well. Sean Hoppin. Well, yeah, and going back to to what Mike was just saying, I mean, Ray Allen went toe to toe with Denzel Washington, one of the greatest true, actors, true. maybe the best actor of this generation. I mean. I don't care if you're a Juilliard train, NY, whatever school, blah, 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 going toe-to-toe with Denzel can't be easy, let alone being a, a just a basketball player with no camera experience, no acting experience, to have to go toe-to-toe. I mean, props to him for that. And there's also the famous story that's been told many times on different pods about how Denzel and Ray Allen were playing a pickup game. Yeah. And Denzel, and Denzel actually like punked him for the first few possessions and scored on him. And like really pissed Ray Allen off. And that was kind of meant to, hey, give him a little bit of an ego check and let him know that Denzel, you know, we're playing. It's a basketball movie, but I'm I'm the big dog here. And also to kind of like get a little bit of a performance out of him. Higgs, uh, any of those roles out there? Maybe something off the board caught your eye that uh, that you enjoyed. Maybe didn't make the yeah, list. Yeah, uh, it was cool. Uh, well, Dicka, coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kicking his chest. I haven't seen that in years, <clears throat> but you know, Dicka was on, uh, you know, SNL a couple times, the super fans. And I just always remember that sketch with Farley when, when Dicka went to the saints and Farley was just devastated that he left the bears. And I just remember dying <laughs> laughing, man. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. It was hard for him. To he's get- like, coach, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dick is good, man. I mean, he, he does his thing. I don't, I mean, I don't like him personally, but uh, he was a goofy dude back in the day after he got done coaching. Uh, yeah, and with Dick too, uh, it's always going to be a little rough and a little raw around the edges, but still, for some reason, there's still that weird charisma that still kind of gets you dragged back in. Sean Hoppin. Well, I mean, another one that wasn't on the list, I think I'm correct about it, wasn't uh, hockey great Cam Neely played Seabass? Oh, indeed. oh, that yeah, was, uh, no, he's in Dumb and Dumber. That's Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah. And Brett Favre's at the end of uh, There's Something About Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's a I, deep cut, Sean. That is a deep yeah, right? cut. That's like, if that's Seabass down there, then I think you. Well, and then roll it, roll it forward <laughs> even further, if I may keep it with the Fairley Brothers theme in Kingpin, uh, Roger Clemens. Is yes. uh, I ought to I ought to stew slap you right now running in my world you know scrolling yeah. in on my lady like so I don't know what it is with the Fairley Brothers <laughs> athletes into their movies but Roger Clemens it's actually a pretty decent performance I, I would maybe like if it was a Roger Clemens versus Brett Favre acting wise I think Roger Clemens might have won that one in the Fairley Brothers <laughs> <laughs> in the Fairley Brothers tournament <laughs> gentlemen such a pleasure. Uh, to have you guys on the pod here for our first episode of Bracketology. Special thanks to Mike Choi for creating the format, figuring it out, getting it all together, you guys. Hope you guys enjoy the NCAA tournament. Hope you maybe win a couple of dollars here and there. And hopefully you go to betonline.ag to make those dollars too as well. With my guests today, Sean Graves, Aaron Hagel, Mr. Mike Choi himself. Thank you so much for joining. Choi, any final thoughts before we go? 
No, this actually, you know, I was really scared because any like most of my ideas they go straight to shit. So the fact that this was halfway <laughs> decent, I'm I'm very happy. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll, there'll there'll be more to come, Joey. Yeah, that's the idea is to hopefully bring these kind of bar bar comment uh, topics and conversations uh, onto the pot a little bit, suss them out, go through the journey and see what comes out on the other end. I guarantee you every single time it's not going to be easy as Schwarzenegger winning every single round. I guarantee you there's going to be some more upsets along the way. But until then, this was an episode of Believe in Betting Chicago with Joey Christopoulos. The episode is brought to you by eBay and betonline.ag. Make sure you head there for all the March Madness action that's coming up. Thank you so much for listening to this pod. We got more coming up down the road. Until then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. We will talk soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.